All right, we get it rolling on the Krug Show Wednesday night, 5.52, a little behind schedule. Hope everybody's uh, having a great day. We're brought to you by Pig and a Pickle, the best barbecue in all of Northern California. Check them out in Emeryville and Corte Madera. We're also brought to you by Marin Auto Glass, Sharp Corners, uh, Sporting Cards and Collectibles, and ValleyHillRoofing.net. We'll have more on our sponsors as we go, the great Raj in the house. Raj, good to see you, man, from RSF 49ers. And, man, uh, we got a lot to talk about because uh, Steve Wilkes is out as defensive coordinator. And we talked about this early in the week. I, I you know, I went on the radio yesterday um, with uh, Mark Willard and Dan Dibley on 95.7 The Game. They're like, you know, gun to your head, is, uh, is Wilkes back or is he out? I said, he's out. Um, and here he is the day later, he's, he's out. What'd you think Raj? I mean, the writing was on the wall. Um, it's unfortunate for Steve Wilkes, but to me, the biggest question you have to ask yourself if you're a Niner fan or if you're affiliated with the Niners is Steve Wilkes, a championship level defensive coordinator. And to me, the answer is no, he's a good coordinator, good defensive guy, but I don't think he's the type of DC that's going to win you a championship. I know he, Allowed Patrick Mahomes only 19 points, but in the, when it mattered most, his defense couldn't get the job done. And he's had some rifts with Kyle throughout the season, so I'm sure we'll talk about that. But, yeah, I wasn't too surprised. Um, now I just want to know who the heck they're going to get. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I can't say I'm surprised because I did say that I thought this would happen a couple months ago. It just when I looked at Steve's uh, football card, you know, if you want to call it that, you know, if you just – Let's say you know you type in Steve Wilkes and you look at his his Wikipedia. Let's just say, and you realize the guy has been everywhere. I mean, he's been absolutely everywhere. So I mean, it's not like um, you know you couldn't picture him being somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? It's like he's been. Um, you know, I mean, he's he's okay. So he starts his coaching career in 1995 okay just since 1995 he's been dc at johnson c smith dc at savannah state head coach at savannah state db coach at illinois state db coach at app state defensive coordinator at east tennessee state defensive back coach at bowling green defensive back coach at notre dame Secondary coach at UW, defensive back coach for the Bears, um, defensive back coach for the Chargers, defensive back coach for the Panthers, uh, assistant head coach with the with the Panthers, uh, defensive coordinator with the Panthers, uh, Arizona Cardinals head coach, defensive coordinator with the Browns, defensive coordinator with Missouri, pat defensive passing game coordinator and secondary coach with Carolina. Interim head coach for Carolina, defensive coordinator with the Niners. He's had 20 different jobs. 20. That's 20 since 1995. That's a that's a ton. I mean, does that doesn't does that seem strange to anybody else but me? I mean, it's 2024. You've had 20 different jobs since 1995. That, that, to me, said this guy's going to keep moving. Yeah. 
for whatever reason, it works for a year or does a, a, a year and a half, and then he moves. So I don't know. Is it Steve, or is it is it all these schools and and teams that decide after a year that they want to go in a different direction? I don't know. I don't know. I, I just don't think. I mean, again, he's good. He has experience, but maybe he's just not good enough to stay around. And 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 what Kyle said today was just isn't a good fit. I don't think he was a good fit. Their defense, look, you added Hargrave, Chase Young, Randy Gregory. You added a lot, and I feel like the defense didn't get better. They were good at times. They just didn't generate enough pressures. There was times where the defensive line was like, where are they? The secondary got better. You, as you rattled out all those teams, he had a lot of DB coach experience. That's what he is. So I feel like Lenore and Mooney, um, you know, they benefit from him. But overall, the defense, I don't think, was as good as it could have been in the in the playoffs, they averaged a lot more points. I think it was like 27 points in the playoffs given up compared to like 18, 19 in the regular season. So there was, you know, a little fall down in the playoffs. And uh, the other thing is Kyle said that it was the linebackers. He wasn't really keen with how he coached them up. So, you know, it just isn't – it wasn't a fit for Kyle. Again, earlier in the season, remember after the Minnesota game, he says he's going to have a talk with, you know – uh, Wilkes, and that's not a good sign. When you say you're going to be talking to your DC, you know, and he pulled him from the booth down to the field, it just never seemed to like be this great marriage. And you cut your ties early, and now there's a bevy of options. And and again, who can they get? There's there's guys, there's names. You know, Vrabel's the big name. You got Pete Carroll's available. You know, you got um Anthony Lynn's son out there in UCLA. You got uh, Chris Kasurik in house. There's rumors for you know Bill Belichick, although I don't think that's going to happen. Richard Sherman. There, there's guys that somebody Kyle can grab that might be able to push this team over the top. It wasn't it wasn't Steve Wilkes. It just didn't work out. And you're right. All those teams that he went through, it just shows that he doesn't have stability. Or, I mean, it's weird. It's Or, or it shows that people want him, and then after a very short amount of time, they want to go in a different direction. Yeah, he wears his So either, either maybe he wears out his welcome – or is it possible that he he doesn't see eye to eye, or maybe he's difficult to deal with? I don't know. Um, I always found him to be very easy to deal with, um, and and very professional. They were fourth in the NFL in points allowed per game. They were eighth in the NFL in yards allowed. So it's a top ten top ten defense that he coordinated. Uh, as far as total defense, it was top five in points allowed. So it's not like he he had some disaster run. They only give up seventeen points a game. But I the 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 key for me is there was multiple games. I think of the Cincinnati game and a couple others where he dialed up pressure and then had a soft coverage behind it. Well, are you guys talking to one another? I mean, you your front has to match your back end. If you're going to play pressure and demand the ball out fast and then you're going to play a soft zone behind it, you're just going to have, you know, in this case, Joe Burrow quickly check it down to somebody. And that's what he did. And he did it all day. Mm-hmm. And there was no coordination there. So that, to me, bothered me. Um, especially since I, when I asked him late in the year, I figured, well, maybe Kacarek is calling the games up front and he's calling the coverage on the back end. He's like, no, I'm, I'm making all the calls on the coverage up front. Well, then if you're making all the calls on the coverage up front, then how come your coverage and your, 
your your rush and your cover your rush plan and your coverage plan don't seem like they're aligned with one another. I mean, you you can't hurry a quarterback up and then give him open players underneath. Yeah, the cover zero against Patrick Mahomes, I think, was the death of him. You can't give um, Patrick Mahomes a ten yard clearance on his receivers in the Super Bowl. You just you just don't do it. Like I get it because there's a lot of people are saying, "Oh, I can't believe Kyle's using this guy as a scapegoat." You know, he only allowed 19 points. The point of the matter is he didn't stop Mahomes. When it mattered, and, and we saw it throughout the season, they just seemed to have this disconnect. And again, like I don't know, I feel like his defensive scheme just didn't vibe with the 49ers. And you said, you know, they were top five defensive scoring, like great stats. But Larry, if you have this talent on this defense, you better be a top five defense, top ten defense. Like if you don't, that's a problem. So yeah, there, there's a lot of pressure being a DC on a great team like this. Like you better be a top defense. So of course he's gonna have you know, uh, one of the better defense because you have Bosa, you have Fred Warner, you know, the talent is there. So they're going to play great despite, but it's the big moments, the coverages that he made gave up big games. Like again, Kirk Cousins tore this team apart. Uh, Joe Burrow, like you said, ripped this team apart. And then Patrick Mahomes in the biggest stage when it mattered most, just marched down the field like it was no problem. So I can understand why you fired it. Um, I just don't see him as a quality or, or a, championship quality um defensive coordinator in my opinion there's is he being is he being scapegoated because you know i guarantee you like i i see that grant's on and probably starting right now and i guarantee you he's asking that question is you know is it a fair question to say that kyle shanahan or is it a fair statement to say that kyle shanahan scapegoated uh steve wilkes for his own failures in the super bowl I mean, it's fair, but at the same time, you just lost the Super Bowl. Something has to change. Like, you have to make some change. What is the change? Kyle's not going to fire himself. There had to be a move after this. Because bottom line, you had the Super Bowl. You really had it. But obviously, the offense should take some blame, too. Kyle should take some blame there. But I just don't think he thinks moving forward this year to get back to the top of the mountain, Steve Wilkes is going to be good enough to get him back where he needs to be. So I think it's granted. I don't think he's being a scapegoat. Again, his defense was inconsistent throughout the season. I mean, you have that much talent, and at times we question the defensive line. There were so many times we were like, what is this D-line? Are they ever going to get sacks? You know, but the amount of money they paid this defensive line, they should have done better, in my opinion. I don't think it was unjust. I think the defensive firing of Steve Wilkes was justified. And again, you gave up touchdowns in the grandest time of the season you proved you could have beat Andy Reid and I think Kyle Shanahan needs to find a guy that he thinks can help him do that um all right let's go into um some of the options because there's there's already people speculating uh there are four there's an article out right now for San Francisco defensive coordinator candidates um I'll roll them down you tell me what you think um you know, and I and I you know I feel bad kind of for Wilkes because the Niners' defense did finish third in points allowed, um, and you know I mean they had finished I think they wound up finishing after the Super Bowl tenth in total defense. Uh, they they ranked first in total defense under D'Amico Ryan's just a year ago, um, but they also you know said goodbye to a lot of different players i mean they lost aziz they lost emmanuel mosley they lost jimmy ward 
Um, they lost some really good run defenders. They lost Samson Abukam. They added Hargrave, but they did lose some players along the way. It wasn't the, quite the same same defense. Um, and it was pretty clear that Shanahan was frustrated. I mean, he seemed visibly frustrated during the Super Bowl with some of the calls. And, you know, at one point, didn't he call a timeout mm-hmm. while they were on defense? That was the and, one. That was yeah, and he he looked like he was sounding out somebody. Um, so, and then there is talk that Shanahan was more involved in the defensive game planning in this Super Bowl than in past Super Bowls, or in this playoff run than in past playoff runs. All right, I'll I'll throw you the names. Here's the first one they throw out: Chris Kasarek. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, if Chris Kasarek was going to be promoted to defensive coordinator, why is Daryl Tapp? leaving the 49ers to go to uh, the commanders to be the D-line coach there. If he could be the D-line coach here under Kacerik, who's going to be the D.C., why would he leave here to go to the commanders? So that's the first one I would kind of go, eh. I've kind of talked to Chris before, and I'm not saying that he has no interest in coordinating, but he's a D-line coach, and I think he would like to remain a D-line coach. I think... Um, you know, he's a respected D-line coach, um, but he's still a D-line coach. What, what, how do you see it? I mean, Robert Sala uh, was a linebacker coach who got promoted to D.C., so it's not like crazy that a, a position coach gets you know promoted to coordinator, um, and it would give them continuity. You know, what do you think? He's, he's now in his fifth season with the Niners as the D-line coach, and, um, you know, he's shown guys like Armstead and Kinlaw how to improve. Um, you know, he's helped develop Bosa until the defensive player of the year. What do you think of Chris? I love Chris Kasurik, and I was one of the guys that I've kind of thrown up in the top. I mean, he's a top five candidate in this position. He's been with the team. He knows the philosophy. He knows the D-line schemes. The guy's a hell of a D-line coach. Like, everybody that comes to this team, he makes them something. Clellan Farrell, Samson Ebicamp. Arden Key, the list goes on and on. Um, Kerry Hyder, if you become a defensive lineman with Kasurik, he makes you. But I know in the past, he's turned this position down many times because of the fact, like you said, he's more comfortable being that D-line guy. And some guys, they just want to be a position coach, and it's okay. But maybe he does want to like make that next step. Again, it's going to be up to Chris Kasurik if he really wants to take that next step. But over the last couple of years, he's the type of guy that, like you said, he doesn't want to have that responsibility or take that plunge. He's content with being a D-line guy. I like the move if they were to do it. If they stay in-house, I think he's the top in-house candidate. Now, they do have a lot of other great defensive play um, uh, positional coaches on the team. But I, I think they got to get somebody fresh, somebody new that is a very established guy. Not saying that Chris Kasurik isn't established, but he hasn't had that defensive coordinator role now, I know D'Amico Ryans, when he first came up, linebacker's coach, same with Salah. So it's kind of the same trajectory they would have. But again, a guy that hasn't really been pushing himself to get to that level, I don't I don't think needs to be in that level. If he's fine with being a D-line coach, great, because he's a fantastic D-line coach. Because then you got to find a D-line coach, and now you're going to be stuck with finding a guy that's better than Kasurik. I don't think there is anybody better than Kasurik, Larry. So he- and then the question is, do you want to change it up? I mean, do you want to change your scheme or not? I mean, it sounds like Shanahan may be even open to changing the scheme if uh, he gets the right right coordinator. 
uh, which is different than he's been in the past as far as they wanted continuity in the past. That was part of the reason they got Wilkes was they wanted Wilkes was a guy that was willing to come in and run their 4-3 and their wide nine and, and adapt to what they had in their staff then run his own stuff. What about Ron Rivera? You know, they, he was fired by the commanders um, following this season. He says he wants to coach again. He was a finalist for the Cowboys DC job. They um, before they hired Mike Zimmer, and um, he makes a lot of sense. He's got head coaching experience. He's been a defensive coordinator in the NFL. He was the Bears coordinator, two thousand four, five, and six. He was the Chargers coordinator, oh eight, nine, and ten. Um, he had three top five defenses in the process there. Carolina's head coach from 2011 to 2019 also led five top t- 10 defenses with that organization. Um, the commander's defense fell apart this year, but a lot of people feel that that was more talent related. W- what do you think? Is is Rivera on your list? It's not on my list. He's a good defensive mind. I like. I don't hate the guy. I just, I don't know. I, I have bad thoughts of Rivera I feel like over the last couple of years he's kind of taken a little bit of a nosedive in terms of his ability um I mean that was a head coach though head coaching is definitely a lot different from being a defense coordinator I don't think he'd be a horrible coach I just think there's better options um I don't know I I just kind of seeing him what he did over the last couple of years with Washington I you know wasn't too sold on him but you're right he has a bevy of experience it's a guy that has been in the league many times he's been a defense coordinator I don't know. That's not my favorite. I don't have him on my top five list, but I know he's going to be thrown out there. He's probably going to be a guy that gets an interview. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, It just really depends on if Kyle's looking for that. Again, he has a lot of experience. And one thing you mentioned was last year, you know, they kept Wilkes because they didn't want to, like, change too much of the system. You know, they wanted to kind of keep a a little bit of stability, and Wilkes was okay with running what they had. But maybe, you know, you do need a little fresh perspective perspective and Wilkes is a blitz type of guy and you know Kyle doesn't really have that blitz in his scheme so maybe that was a disconnect there um as far as uh, the, you know Riverboat Ron I don't know if that fits Kyle's you know mentality Riverboat Ron's a little bit of a gambler and I don't know if Kyle wants to gamble a lot of times he plays it safe conservative Kyle so I just don't think those two would jive too good um you know and 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 yet you know Rivera's got a good good resume. Wink Martindale, what do you think of Wink Martindale? He ran a 3-4 defense during his time with the Ravens. That was 2018, 19, 20, 21. Uh the Niners model is more of a 4-3. Um so and they have more 4-3 defensive linemen. You know, he's he's one of the more respected defensive minds in the game. He could transition to a 4-3. Yeah. What do you think of Martindale? I mean, he's he's been around the block, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's another guy that's been in the league and been on a lot of teams, kind of like Wilkes, he said, but very well-respected. Well I would, I think that'd be a good hire. Um, honestly, didn't even think of the guy until you said it, and I was like, oh, wow, yeah, that's a good guy. He's been, you know, a, a very successful coach. I wouldn't, you know, I, I would take him over Riverboat Ron. Honestly, I would, but I got a guy that I want to throw out there, Pete Carroll. I know he was a head coach, the rival Seattle Seahawks. This guy was a defensive coordinator before for the 49ers way back in the day. Young Bucks may not remember. I mean, what about Pete Carroll? You could bring him in, you know, as a defensive coordinator. He doesn't need to be a head coach anymore. He's been, you know, um, head coaching for years. You could bring him with Kyle, take down the NFC together. He can bring in Richard Sherman as a DB coach. 
I don't know. That that to me would be a very intriguing um, hire to me. I, I like Pete Carroll over those guys. Well, he is a San Francisco native. He did go to Redwood High School in Marin. He grew up in Marin County. Um, he's definitely the local guy. And you're right. He was the Niners. Um, he's a Super Bowl winning head coach. He's also was the Niners DC once upon a time in 1995 and 1996. Um, this is before he got his his second head coaching gig. His first one came with the Jets. His second one came with the Pats in 97. Um, it's interesting. He's 72 and, um, you know, maybe wrapping up his, his career back in Northern California with a chance to win the Super Bowl makes a lot of sense. Maybe he's bitter at Seattle, mm -hmm. uh, for, for, you know, kicking him out. Um, that's an interesting one. Now I, I did throw out Bill Belichick, Mm -hmm. over a month ago and i said you know what if the niners lose the super bowl i could see them this is on the day that he left the patriots i said i could see them pivoting to belichick and everybody crushed me i mean everybody and it was like what krug that you're high that's crazy it's a terrible call this and that and most of the people who said it was a bad call said he'll have his pick of any head coaching job that he wants and there were seven openings or something like that at the time and all of the openings got filled and he did not get one now people are talking about maybe he'll be on tv for a year i was talking to guy haberman earlier today we did a live stream and i threw out p carroll and uh, belichick and he said that he thinks that Pete carroll is the least likely mm -hmm. to come just because pete would not want to take a back seat to to uh kyle in any way but he kind of thought that belichick may hmm. um you know it's an interesting thing i mean is belichick can be good on tv no what does he really want does he want to be back as a head coach and get that record any way you know that he possibly can or does he want to do what he does best and that's coach you know defense and defensive backs and you know, so I threw that out a month ago, just saying, man, I know this sounds crazy, but if this guy doesn't want to be a head coach, he does have a great relationship with Shanahan. He does have a great relationship with Lynch. Um, he is undoubtedly one of the best defensive coaches in the history of football. And his what he's best at is exactly what the Niners need right now. The Niners have six young defensive backs that they've invested in in the draft that are all good. I mean, all these guys can play, except some of them haven't developed yet. Some of them have regressed. Some of them have developed and gotten hurt. Uh, they haven't really come together. Belichick could bring that whole thing together. He also has Kyle Duggar, who's, you know, of safety who played for him. They had the top seven defense this year in football, so they even had a higher rate of defense in the Niners, even in their down year. If you could get Belichick and he could bring Kyle Duggar, and now you could add Duggar to all the young DBs you have back there, that could be the impetus for them to improve themselves significantly. And then you would only have to really worry about the D-line, um, you know, and maybe one offensive line spot, maybe a couple other spots but i mean you're pretty set uh, as your football team if you have a you know if you have a really good defensive backfield coach and you have you know maybe one more solid defensive back like a like a kyle duggar i don't know i mean i know but everybody thinks of belichick as just you know 
he's the hoodie and this and that. And But he hand-delivered, once upon a time, Jimmy Garoppolo to Shanahan and Lynch. For, for what reason, you know? Because I think he likes those guys. And he'd be out of the AFC. Uh, he'd be in, in the NFC with a chance to win a Super Bowl. I don't know if Kyle would want it. Uh, because it would make if if you got over the top, it would be like, well, you needed Belichick to help get you over the top. But at this point, if you're Kyle Shanahan, I think the you know the the time to think about your ideal ways of how you want to win have long since come and gone. Um, you're talking about you know year seven here. It's time to just not worry about how you win and just if you win, because the reality is if the, if the Niners backslide and go. 7 and 10 next year or you know 8 and 9 next year and don't make the playoffs or whatever Kyle Shanahan could his whole coaching career could take a different turn and trajectory than it appears to be on right now right now he's he's you know considered to be one of the best if they regress significantly he won't be considered one of the best what do you think i mean all it would take is Kyle's okay. Jed's cash. <laughs> the one thing about it too is I don't think you can get rid of a guy who's a veteran like Steve Wilkes and replace him with Daniel Bullocks. I just don't. I don't think. I think you're going to have to replace him with somebody who walks in day one and says we're doing it this way, and everybody says okay because that guy's got credentials. And the one thing about Bill, Bill's got un- undeniable cred- credentials. So what do you think? I mean, you mentioned Belichick, but then you're like, ah, I don't see that. Is it just because it seems outlandish? Uh, is it money related? Why do you why are you thinking that Belichick is not a good idea? Yeah, no. So a couple of reasons, and and you hit a lot of those points. And and again, this hire has to be like, oh wow, uh, that's a hell of a hire. And and one point you made is, yeah, Kyle might get lambasted later down the line if they win a Super Bowl. It's like, oh well, you had to hire so and so. At that point, I don't think Kyle cares. If he went to Super Bowl and he finally gets it, he's like, okay, whatever. I hired this guy. He helped the defense. I was still the head coach. I don't think, like you said with Pete Carroll, that he would take a second seat to Kyle. I don't think Belichick wants to take a second seat to anybody. I mean, he's, you know, arguably the greatest head coach in NFL. You can say what you want. Did Brady make him, et cetera, et cetera. I just still think Belichick, if he does coach, he's going to be a head coach. Like, he really doesn't have much left to prove. So I think it's him go out there, go coach one more team, see if he can win a championship. I just don't know if he has a lot more left in him. So it, it does, in a way, make sense for him to say, okay, I'll just finish my end of my coaching career as a DC and, and you know maybe win a championship, help this team get over the hump. But I just don't think he has a desire to take that second you know backseat to Kyle. You know, and just like you said, I don't think Kyle would be one would want to say like, oh, I got Belichick. Can you imagine him looking over his shoulder and there's Bill Belichick? Breathing. Well, I just don't think that he would look over his shoulder. I think he would just basically just say, you know what? Kind of the way Sean McVay, when he had Wade Phillips, never looked over his shoulder at Wade Phillips. It was just like, I'm not even paying any attention to the defense. I'm not even going to have the illusion of paying any attention to the defense. He literally was like consulting with Stafford on the bench as Wade Phillips was coaching up his defense. And then after that, Brandon Staley. I don't know. It just seems like... Um, do these offensive coaches, offensive head coaches, even want to have a say on defense, or they just want it to get done correctly? I, I think Kyle just wants it to get done correctly. I think that's why he was literally fed up 
with Steve Wilkes because there was times where he blew up on him in the Super Bowl, called a timeout, right, because he didn't like the call. There was times where he had to have press – you know, he said he's going to have a chat with Steve Wilkes through the season. All of a sudden, the next week, he, I think he was fed up because he wants it done a certain way. And, yeah, maybe he won't really care. But in the, in the grand scheme of things, we know Kyle will care. He kind of does have an ego, Larry, I think. And I don't think that it would jive well with him. And, again, I think he'd be breathing down his neck. And if Kyle – again, if he does have an 8-9 and nine season and he fails – What's to say that they won't say, okay, Belichick, you take over as head coach and show him what you can do? Because that, to me, is something in the back of Kyle's mind, I think, that lingers there. He wants to get this done and get this done the right way. I think that another guy that, you know, obviously has been talked about a lot, Mike Vrabel, right? He didn't have a successful couple years with the Titans, but he did have a few good years with them. I think, you know what, maybe he takes a D.C. role. Shows what he can do in terms of being a really great defensive coordinator again. You know, with Kyle, let's say they win a championship, boom. He'll be back as the hottest ticket in the market as a head coach. I think Mike Vrabel, to me, makes so much sense. He comes in, Kyle knows he's going to get it done because he's from the Belichick camp. camp. So if you want Belichick, I think this is the closest you're going to get to him. Mike Vrabel's guy, come in, win a championship. He knows he won't have to really coach or look over his shoulder for a guy like Wilkes, right? He was mad at him for not getting the job done or not doing it right. I don't think he has to even second-guess Mike Vrabel. Come in, boom, win a title. Guess what? Mike Vrabel, you're now a head coach, and Kyle can go and hire whoever else he wants after that. Yeah, I mean, Vrabel makes a lot of sense. Um, You know, he's a former D-lineman slash linebacker. Um, You know, he worked with linebackers and with the Buckeyes and with the Texans. Uh, He's got coordinator experience with the Texans. He's got head coaching experience. Um, you know, I mean, I don't know. He definitely looked for a head coaching opportunity in this last cycle. And, you know, what does he, what does he prefer? Does he prefer to be a defensive coordinator on a, on a in a high-profile situation or take a year off? Um, and then is there a power dynamic at all between him and Shanahan? You know, does would Vrabel be given total control? Does he have to work within the Niners system? Does he get to bring his own system? I mean, that that would be the question I would have. There are other, you know, uh, Rohan has an article out on Niners Nation, seven candidates who could replace Wilkes. He's got some interesting ones here as well. He's like in-house secondary coach Daniel Bullocks. Um, you know, I mean, Bullocks has been on the on the Shanahan staff from season one he was an assistant db coach uh, in 2017 he's been elevated he's coach safeties now he's the secondary coach i don't know man i i think if you're going to replace steve wilkes you need a bigger name than daniel bullocks i mean he's only 40 um i don't know he's a former player he's played under D'Amico and sala um you know he's got or i should say he He's a he has working experience under those two defensive coordinators. He specializes in the secondary, mm-hmm. so maybe they want that because they like their front, they like Kasarik, and maybe they want more continuity. But I don't know, man. To me, it seems like they need a bigger. If you're going to r- run out Steve Wilkes, I think you need a bigger name than Daniel Bullock's getting his first try. Yeah, I agree. I mean. I, I do think if they do go in-house, the players will respect the hell out of whoever they get because they're, oh, okay, yeah, we got this guy. We've known him for years. Guys like Fred and, and Bosa, you know, they'll respect the hell out of him. But 
I don't think that, again, getting a guy in-house necessarily is always the best thing because I think to get over the, the hump, you need a guy that has proven that he can win in this league and beat, you know, big-time coaches, Andy Reid, et cetera, et cetera, because those are the guys that you're going to go up against in the playoffs and in the Super Bowl potentially. So um, I agree. I want, I want like a – I want a big hire. I'm tired of sitting there going like, man, I don't know if this guy's good enough. You know, D'Amico was fantastic, but he worked his way up to the top. I feel like you knew he was going to be great um, just seeing him early, and it made sense for him to get that bump up, right? And then it made sense for him to get that head coach job. But those were big shoes to fill. D'Amico's a hell of a coach, and he's proven it. So whoever took over that spot from D'Amico was always going to have a lot of pressure. So, you know, I felt bad for Steve Brooks because he came into a big pressure cooker situation with this defense. With everything, all the expectations, you have, you know, the highest paid players in the league, highest paid defensive lineman, you know, Nick Bosa. So there was a lot of pressure on Wilkes. I think whoever takes over needs to understand, like, yo, this is a team that is a Super Bowl contending team. We can't just have a new guy that's still trying to figure out how to be a D.C. for the first time taking this team to the Super Bowl. So I agree with that, Larry. Yeah, and then the other name that he's thrown out is uh, defensive passing game coordinator Nick Sorensen. Um, you know, he was a special teams coordinator with Jacksonville, passing game coordinator with the Niners this year. He's got experience with Seattle's defense, um, coming working from Robert Sala and working there. He worked with Seattle 2013 through 2015 after Sala left for the Jaguars. Um, his specialty is also the secondary. He's a former safety himself. So that's an interesting one. Um, you know, Kacarek, he throws out as a, as a idea, but we know Kacarek doesn't seem like he has a lot of interest in it. Another outside candidate that was thrown out here is Titans cornerback coach, Chris Harris. Um, uh, supposedly the, the Shanahan was interested in him last season and Harris got an interview for the DC position before the Niners went with Wilkes. So... He's he's gotten interviews with the Bears and Jaguars defensive coordinator positions this offseason as well. This, is this Chris Harris, the former Denver Bronco nickelback? I think so. I know he played. So the- he's super young. Yeah, he's super young. He did get an interview last year. I do remember that, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you're talking about a guy who was playing two years ago. Yeah, I don't think that's the case. That's probably not the guy. What do you think of Schwartz? I mean, he runs the wide nine. I know him and Shanahan have had some rivalries in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, if if Chris doesn't want to do it and you want to stay with the wide nine, Schwartz is a guy that at least u- utilizes the wide nine. He's got head coaching experience, defensive coordinator experience. What do you think of Schwartz, Jim Schwartz? Yeah, that's a guy we talked about earlier. I mean, he makes sense because of the fact that he understands the system and et cetera, et cetera, and he's, you know, a veteran type of, you know, coach, like you said, I think that would be a guy that I think would be well-respected, been a head coach. I, I do, I don't know how much, you know, rivalry him and Shanahan has. And then again, it has to be one of those things where Kyle really has a good relationship with someone. But again, if he's going to bring in a head coach or, or a defense coordinator, I'm sure he'll figure out who he really um, can get along. If there's too much tension, then no. But I think he would make sense in terms of the the scheme and everything. So yeah, he would definitely be a good fit. My question to you is, what do you think about Rex Ryan? I know he hasn't coached in a long time. He's been an analyst and stuff, but I mean, he's a great defensive mind. Do you think he would make sense to the 49ers? Um, I think he'd be a good fit. What do you think? 
Well, you know, it, it's that's an interesting name. I mean, there's no question that Rex Ryan knows defense. I mean, his dad was Buddy Ryan, uh, arguably the greatest defensive coach of all time. So, and Rex, I think, does know defense. Would he be a distraction? Um, is he, you know, would he... He definitely would become one of the faces of the franchise. Um, I don't know if Shanahan wants that. That's an interesting name. There's no question about it. He's got experience. Here's another interesting name that uh, Rohan throws out, and I hadn't thought about this guy because he's so young, but uh, Georgia's co-defensive coordinator, Glenn Schumann, he says he's an emerging young coach. He's only 33. He's already earned NFL coordinator interviews, passed them up last offseason to uh, stay at Georgia. He's a former linebacker coach at Georgia, um, and he's a Nick Saban disciple who's worked under Kirby Smart. Um, He's got coordinator experience this past season. Uh, Rowan seems to think he'd be a home run hire if the Niners managed to sway him away from the University of Georgia. Uh, The cons are he's a young coach who has only one year of coordinator experience under his belt. He's also never worked in the NFL. He also never played college football. Um, and Shanahan's you know, almost always gone for guys who have playing experience in the past. But that's an interesting one as far as a hot name on the defensive cycle or defensive circles in, in college. Another name he throws out is Chiefs linebacker coach Brendan Daly. Uh, the guy's won six Super Bowls over his career. Five-year assistant with the Chiefs. He was their D-line coach and run game coordinator 2019 through 2021. Linebacker coach from 22 on. And then he worked with New England 2014, 15, and 16, 17, and 18, where he was basically the linebacker coach. Um, he's been under Belichick and Spagnolo the last you know number of years. Uh, he's never been a play caller, though, so that's interesting. But Brendan Day definitely has an impressive resume when you look at, you know, coaching under Belichick, coaching under Spagnolo, working with two of the most more successful organizations in the NFL. I don't know. To me, that I threw out Belichick because to me, if you're going to get rid of Steve Wilkes, you have to bring a guy in day one that everybody, the players, the fans. The entire organization goes, oh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that that guy's an upgrade. It can't be like, well, we'll have to see if he's an upgrade on Wilkes. You know, I think it has to be more of like, oh, for sure this guy's an upgrade, like day one. You know, that's why Vrabel, to me, makes a lot of sense if you're going with a younger uh, coach because he's been a head coach. He's got that experience. But that's why Belichick's got the ultimate, is the ultimate hire. And, and and to me, it's also about check. It's like, are you willing to cut a big check? I mean, Jed, if you're going to get a guy like Bill Belichick to come here, you're going to have to give him head coach-type money. Uh, yeah. He's not just coming here for the hell of it. I, I kind of wonder if Kyle's ready for just like, you know what, I don't care who it is or how it makes me look. I just want the best guy going forward. Yeah, and that's the thing is – is money going to be a factor? Because that, if you're going to get Belichick, Larry, I'm not. I'm, I'm pretty certain it's going to be a very expensive price, and they're paying Kyle a pretty penny. You know, Lynch has got a pretty penny. Like, it's not going to come easy unless Belichick takes a, a discount. But there's no way if you're going to lure Bill Belichick to be a defensive coordinator, 
I think it's going to cost you money because Belichick could go anywhere he wanted to and say, I want your head coach job right now. And they would give it to him no matter what it is. People would cry. You know, people would go crazy for Bill Belichick to be their head coach. Like you said, when he got fired, everybody was saying he's going to be the top dog. Everybody's going to want him. I, I know a lot of there, he didn't fill into those jobs. Maybe he didn't want it. Maybe he just was content with saying, I'm going to take a year off and go commentate and see what else is out there. Belichick would cost so much money. I don't know if the 49ers are, are willing to do that. And that, to me, is another factor where I just don't think it makes sense to get Belichick for the 49ers. Would it make sense for them to get him? Absolutely, in terms of he's probably the best guy out there at all. You know, every coach available. I mean, are you kidding me? To have Belichick as your defense coordinator would be crazy. Now, here's a name that hasn't been thrown out, but he's basically the Belichick of college football, Nick Saban. What about Nick Saban coming into the league? and being a defense coordinator for 49ers. How about that one? What do you think? I mean, he knows enough football. It's not like he doesn't know enough football, but I don't know. I mean, he seems like a guy that for sure wants to call every shot. (laughs) He doesn't doesn't seem (laughs) like he would. I mean, Belichick one time or another worked under Parcells. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, He was just a defensive coordinator. He's been a guy just a – grimy behind the scenes guy nick saban has kind of been front and center for so long i kind of picture him like really retired retired he's like done feet up he's done i think he's done i think he wants to just hang out with fran tarkenton at the lake house and swap (laughs) stories yeah that's that would be my guess um but but i think it has to be somebody with a big name you know i don't think you can just roll in there with you know some young kid and be like hey you know what this guy's really got a lot of talent. Just wait and see. I don't know, man, because Wilkes had a presence about him. So if you're going to bring somebody in, they've got to have either a resume or a presence that says, hey, this is the guy, man. This is the guy. Um, I'll hold to my Belichick prediction because I just, to me, it seems like he's, if he was going to be an announcer, he could have been an announcer by now. Yeah, that's true. You know, well, what's he waiting for? I think he was waiting for a certain opportunity to potentially open up with one of the premier teams. Mm. The Niners are one of the premier teams. Mm. Um, an option, an opportunity has opened up. Okay. Um, I, you know, we'll see. We'll I, see. If Belichick gets hired, Larry, I'm going to text you, call him like, Larry, you're the Mac. Because I do remember you post, I think I commented. I was like, Larry, you must be high off the weed or something. <laughs> I remember I was like, Larry, you're crazy. <laughs> Well, you know what? I just to me it just seems like a natural fit because I don't think Belichick is the guy who wants a coach for the Atlanta Falcons for two more years just so he can say I've got more wins than any other NFL coach. I think he's a guy that wants to contribute to a championship. And um and this would do that. I mean, this would do that. And for Shanahan, you know, I don't know. Do you really think it changes the Shanahan narrative of his coaching career if he wins a Super Bowl with Bill Belichick. Absolutely it does. You think so? It does. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? You know how you But kidding. I mean I, it, right now he's got he's got because you know in three years, let's say he wins a Super Bowl, people are gonna say, well he didn't win one until he hired Belichick. Belichick a hundred percent it changes the narrative of Kyle Shannon. If he doesn't win a Super Bowl without Belichick and he has to get Belichick, people are gonna use that that's just that natural. It's going to be all over media. Like, oh, he won. Yeah, but I mean, what's worse? You coached forever and didn't win, period? 
or you won with Belichick. I, I mean, you're I'd love to win the Super Bowl, but like as a Niner fan, sign him up if that's what it takes. There, I don't care about Kyle and and his thing. I want a Super Bowl. If Kyle needs Belichick, run it with him. I don't care. But I know the media, in terms of what they're going to say, they're going to say, "Oh well, Kyle needs Bill Belichick." Blah blah blah. I don't care personally, but I know the media. And and to answer your question, absolutely, it will change the narrative of Kyle Shanahan. Absolutely. But you think for the negative, I, I personally think it will show that he, he, you know, had the, you know, the, he wanted to win so bad that he was willing to subvert his ego. Please do it. I need it. If I, if, if that's what it takes, Larry, do it. Give me Billy. Give me, go get Belichick. Can we get Belichick on the phone right now? Call me. <laughs> uh, I, I, when, when Belichick's named defensive coordinator, uh, you just just remember I said it first. I'm gonna freak out, Larry. If it happens, can you imagine when he walks in to the press? It's gonna be like Darth Vader comes in. Oh my God, Fred Warner, both are gonna be like, oh my God. I would be, I'd be going crazy if they get Belichick. He's, what if there was a mass so mute? What if there's a mass mutiny and everybody wants out? Oh wow, you never know. You never yeah, know. you never know. You never know. Um, but that's the name. That is the name. That would absolutely rock the football world. Yeah, it would. Right? It would rock the football world. If I mean, I'll say this. Andy Reid's got Steve Spagnolo. Spagnolo is a – what's Spagnolo? He's a former head coach who's got – who probably could be a head coach again. Uh, he's one of the premier defensive coordinators in the game, um, but who was a head coach. How's that any different other than Belichick won? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Spags – Four-time Super Bowl champion as a defense coordinator. That's incredible. Yeah, you're right. That maybe. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, what? How was Vegas for you? It was phenomenal until they lost. So it was a great week. Um, uh, that game broke my heart, Larry. It broke my heart. Seeing the confetti uh, from the other team live, I was like, I don't want this damn confetti on my head. I was sick. I was sick, Larry. You know, it's funny. Thursday night, they do a media thing with the players. Mm-hmm. And so I went, right? It was out at Lake Las Vegas. And um, um, they brought the players all into a room, and they kind of them, sat them down at tables and this and that. And I walked up to Dre Greenlaw, and I had a chance to talk to Dre Greenlaw for four or five minutes. And I'm like, how's your body feeling, man? A week off? And you could tell it was like, it didn't matter that he had the week off. He what he he knew that he was dangling by a thread. Mm. He knew, so he's like, "Yeah, you know, we're just trying to get to the finish line." And and you know, it's like he knew that his his uh, his Achilles was just barely hanging on. So, and it, it was, that one right there was a crusher. I mean, they lost one of their best defensive players early in that game. Their defense was playing so well early. Yeah. And you heard Mahomes in one of the live mic situations go, 57's down. 50, like they knew. They, they knew. They big, knew what a, big mo- what a big moment that was. They picked on Oren Burks all day. That was, that was one of the most game-changing moments, and I felt bad. And, you know, going into that game, you're right. He had a lot of uh, issues with the Achilles all year. And to hear that just now, that literally just broke my heart even more. Like whatever pieces I had of a heart layer, you just broke it in more pieces to hear that he said that, that he was hanging on a thread. That's a tough recovery, man. Achilles surgery is a rough one. My, my 
off-season take this off for this year is go and get Aziz Alshahir back. Bring him back. Bring him back, man. That'd be I fun. would. I would. That's the guy I'd go after as well. I agree with that one. Daz says, if the 49ers win the Super Bowl, do you think Wilkes is fired? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's out either way. I, I really did. And I said it a week ago. Jason Gentile, would Rex Ryan be a good fit with his intensity? Um, I don't know, personality-wise. Let's get a sandwich, all right? Let's <laughs> let's go get a snack. Remember that from, uh, yeah. from uh, Hard Knocks? I love him, dude. I love that. <laughs> I, mean, just, I need him. Him and his foot fetish. <laughs> Flav says, Belichick might be crazy enough to want to immerse himself around Kyle just to know exactly how to stop his, his offense. Mm. The thought of him being there to help manage games and breed confidence gives me a boner. Oh, there yeah. you go. Thanks. There you go. Flav, well, try to choke that thing down a little bit. Flav says, Bullocks would be a disaster and send the message, we don't need to change anything, we're good. After that loss, I think the team is feeling their coaching let the let them down. Uh, get a known winner. Yeah, I agree. I like, I, I like that take. That's a good take. Yeah. Glass City. Nick Saban himself. Oh come on! No, 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 Nick Saban. No, Nick Saban. I don't like this. Uh, no, I don't like that. I really don't think Nick Saban could be anything. I mean, he's like the governor of of Alabama. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he doesn't want to be to- told anything by anybody at yeah. any point. It, yeah, um, him and Kyle would be killing each other. Might be a murder. <laughs> what do you think to the people who say are starting to blame Shanahan? I mean, he's always going to get critiques. I mean, Andy Reid, we've talked about it many times. You've seen the graphics. They're very similar. NFC Championship, Super Bowl, lose, 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 lose. I mean, he did make some bad decisions at the end, the overtime issue. I mean, you've heard it all through the week. You know, the decision to go for it on – for uh, not to go for it on fourth like there there definitely is just criticism and people are frustrated because they don't know if he's ever gonna get over the mountaintop so i get it but who are you gonna replace him with can they get back to the super bowl can they get over the mountain it's it's a tough grind to get to where they are like the fact that they've been where they have been every single year almost like three nfc championships the two super bowls like they've been so close that's not easy i think people like see the Niners always going to these championship games. I like, I think Niner fans think it's easy. Like, it's just, Oh, we're going to be back. That is, that takes a lot of work. So I give him credit for that, but he does lose in the big moments until he can prove himself. He's going to get a lot of criticism and I don't blame the fans for doing it. I get it. They're frustrated. They want to see a championship. It's been 29 years going now on 30 that this team hasn't won a Super Bowl, And every year it's heartbreak, like being there live, seeing the heartbreak, like I, it, it felt like my heart was ripped out of my chest, Larry. But who's going to do better than that? How are we get, like? It takes a lot. It took him four years to get back to the Super Bowl. But he's been so close, so close. It's not easy, ladies and gentlemen. It is not easy to get to that point. Like, we should be grateful that we're competing every year. We're, we're like, on the cusp of a dynasty. But we're, like, the Bills of the 90s where they would get so close and then boom, falter. So it sucks being a fan, but at the same time, at least we have the opportunity to get this far almost every year. Could you screw over Philly and say, uh, hey, Fangio, come here and be the def- defensive coordinator and give him more money? I wanted him last year. I would love to do it. But I think now with, with the options that we just talked about tonight, I'm I'm content if we get Vrabel, man. I, I really am. 
Vrabel will be fine with me as well, though I I much prefer Belichick. ZS says, Chiefs O-line, three Super Bowls, zero holding calls on Kansas City. Can any D.C. stop Mahomes in the Super Bowl if the Chiefs get to play by different rules? Same ref crew as 2019. Oh, I know. I Believe me, ZS, I hear your pain. David uh, Sante, two the Raiders beat us uh, to Marvin Lewis. Mm. Oh, man. Um, yeah. We got this one. Somebody's calling you Roger. Hey, Rick Diaz says, hey, Larry Kruger and Roger, look at these <laughs> Sacramento Kings. They're young, but they got potential. And how does that help us in this conversation at all? I don't know. And I don't think anybody's called Raj Roger anytime soon. Roger, Roger. That's my uh, <laughs> Do you go by no, Roger? No, in, 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 middle, in elementary school, actually, when I got to school, um, cause my real name is, is Goresh, but they couldn't pronounce that. And then Raj or Rajesh, right. That's what my mom wanted to name. It's a long story. We can talk about it. But anyway, I get to <laughs> school. The teacher's like looking at my name. She's like, uh, and I knew one of my name was coming. Cause then I was, it was like Melendez Martinez and then Melwani would come. I, I knew where my name would, you know, fall alphabetically. So as soon as it got close to those M's Melwani, I was like, Oh yeah, that's me, ma'am. I was like, Oh, you can call me Roger. That was like my my white boy name, basically, my American name. So, nice, yeah. nice. Uh, Brian Castillo says, get Bill or Vrabel, agree on bringing Al Shair back. Um, all right, Raj, what was the highlight of your trip to Vegas? Man, I don't know. It was all fun. Honestly, the whole trip was great. I got to see my mom. Vegas back. was an awesome place to go I mean, for the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, that, that was a hell of a place for Super Bowl. I think just being at a Super Bowl was dope. Again, I wish it would have ended differently, but, man, that was a hell of an experience. I mean, I got to see my friends and family there. Uh, the Hard Rock Party with Joe Montana I was, like, literally behind them. The media stuff around the week was cool. Just honestly, I don't think there was a highlight. I think the whole week was just amazing, yeah. Uh, we went to dinner at a steakhouse in the Wynn that was absolutely phenomenal. Had mm. just a, maybe the greatest country T-bone or country ribeye I've ever had. It was fantastic. Um, but I'll say we were doing a media interview in radio row and wayne newton walked up oh and wayne newton is in the video now wayne newton's had a lot of work done and he's getting up there in age but i mean wayne newton i mean that's like mr las vegas yeah. right there he was in vegas vacation uh so you know there you go wayne newton getting a chance to meet and shake hands with the great wayne newton and then dining we had some really good dinners um, Big Mo Easy, one of our listeners, took us out to a killer steakhouse. We had a great night with Big Mo. So a lot of good stuff. Everything was great until the end of the game. Then it was like, ah, oh, God, what the hell happened? Uh, as the youngin says, we need a Marius, Marius Mims to replace McKivitz in the draft. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going all into the draft. We'll see where someone's like, who's Wayne Newton? Just type it in. Type it into Google. You'll see Wayne Newton. He's a young He's like, guy. Yeah, no, you're a youngster, goon. No question. And I'm too young for Wayne Newton, too, and it's not my kind of music. But, you know, Wayne Newton's like the biggest celebrity, basically, in Las Vegas. He's kind of synonymous with the city. Have you ever seen his, his uh, Wayne Newton live performance? No, no, no? never. Well, Is it worth I've seen. I mean, he's probably not most people's cup of tea, but <laughs> right. like. It was a fun show. I could see why people liked him back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's Wayne Newton for, for crying out loud. Um, Raj, good stuff. When do you stream next? Uh, streaming again. Every, I stream every day pretty much. But I, I was bummed I didn't see you in Vegas, Larry. I know. I know, man. It was 
it was hard to get around we yeah. stayed at the strata and then we did live streams from the mandalay and then going to a few dinners in between and meeting a few people that I had to meet. Um, it was just a very, very difficult week. I had, there was like six or seven other people that I really wanted to meet up with that I didn't get a chance to meet up with. So forgive me, my friend, but, um, but we will, we will next time we'll, we'll make sure we have a, have a beverage and training camp this summer when, uh, Belichick is on the sidelines and, uh, and I can say, Hey, Raj, look, 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 look right there. Look who's there. Can we get a, can we get some Krug show love for the Belichick prediction? And last one, Zarita Toffa. I'd love to see Mike Shanahan come in and help his son. I mean, he did win two Super Bowls. Oh, Mike Shanahan. Mike Shanahan is the OC. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Mike Shanahan? <laughs> that would be, that would be wild. All right. Thanks to Pig and a Pickle for being the title sponsor of the Krug Show. Thanks to Marin Autoglass, 415-883-3030. Thanks to Underdog Fantasy. Check the link in the description. Use the promo code Krug, and they'll match you up to your first $100. And then thanks to Sharp Corner Sports Cards and Collectibles in uh, Pacific Grove. Call Anthony Catania at 831-521-5264. And also thank you to ValleyHillRoofing.net. They're at 209-481-6851. All the links are in the description. Thanks to Raj. Thanks to all you guys. Have a great night. I'll do my call-in show in a bit with Kev uh, to wrap up the Wednesday. And until then, uh, everybody, thank you. Much love and peace to everybody. Yeah. Never met a man I've been scared of. Careful, you won't get exactly what you